0: what is up guys this is the rumble podcast we are finally back after three or four weeks of a hiatus um but i think we had a good reason uh me and my my co-host uh i'm eric and this is josh uh with me we we were pretty busy these, these past three weeks him a little bit more busy than me but uh but it's okay. Uh, this uh, uh, my co-host Josh had a little baby girl, and uh, I know he's probably pretty excited and pretty happy that 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 happened. And but I know he's a little tired. Um, so how's that been?
1: Man, it's been great. I'm telling you, like you spend so much time waiting for that moment to come where your kid is born, and once they're born, it's like all right, it just you just kick in the gear and you end up having to deal with a newborn who doesn't know really how to sleep yet. So that's a learning process, but I'm excited to be a dad. And this is, I love being, I love being a dad. As Simply as that.
0: I bet. That's awesome. And just, you know, just so like, I can't, I only have words because like the miracle of life is some crazy, but we won't go too far into that. We, we'll, hey, we'll we, get gotta,
1: in the- we gotta, we <laughs> gotta circle back to church, you know, I always mentioned church. Oh,
0: oh, yeah, it's the miracle of life, like like a new birth of a baptism. Speaking of that, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, speaking um, of church.
0: <laughs> so I myself have been super busy these past few weeks. I just got a full time worship job uh, at a church in Cleveland. I currently live in in Canton, I guess, but uh, I'm moving up to Cleveland like ASAP. And uh, yeah, so I've been a worship minister up there. And it's been super busy myself, um, but I'm sure yours includes a little less sleep. I get a couple of days off from from my job. Your, yours is never ending. Um, full time.
1: <laughs> yeah, even um, more full time than your job.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, that so that's a little bit uh, that's been going on with us. So let's but let's go into the big news. The NFL is back in about two weeks. Actually, two weeks tomorrow, the Buccaneers start uh, start the season off against the Cowboys. It's actually and the one NFL week. Season is gonna be on. Yeah.
1: Wait, wait, what? Yeah, tomorrow will be one week because it'll be September ninth.
0: Oh wow! See, look at that. Shows how much I know. Um, look at that.
1: <laughs> You've been busy, man. <laughs>
0: It's just, it's blown by. Um, dude, that's, aw- yeah, I'm super excited. NFL's about to be back up. And also, Ohio State football starts tomorrow, which I am ready for. I don't know if you're as much into college football, but Ohio State, that's, that's about as big as the Browns for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people who are Browns and Ohio State fans. So, I mean, like, they go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other, so definitely ohio state's big with with all the people i know um uh, who are from that area so i totally get um, it
0: yeah it's going to be it's going to be some fun times i'm i'm excited um i think that's the biggest nfl news honestly we uh it's starting but um with that though that meant that rosters were cut down and a lot of dudes lost their job just 2 days ago so what was your what was your biggest takeaway from these roster cuts? Like was there like a player that like jumped out to you that was cut or uh you know, was there anything well, like that?
1: I'd I'd say um with the last week of the preseason, um I know it was exciting for both of us to see our teams face off in that Sunday yes, night game. Yes. Um to see the the starters play for at least a drive or two. Um, yeah. you always are cautious because you know, injuries can happen as seen with the Ravens and J.K. Dobbins the other day but um, it was good to see Kyle Pitts take his one pass 27 yards I have to say I was super pumped as I was watching the game um, but aside from the Falcons I think that you can't really talk about these kind of roster trim trimming down the 53 players without mentioning Cam Newton uh, being cut from the Patriots because i I really think that for most people that was out of left field.
0: Yes. I like I saw the update and I was like that doesn't really make any sense. What what's going on? I mean, I know Mac Mac Jones look fine. Um but <laughs> It's kind of hard to put words with it cuz it's just weird, but I what I think happened, I think Bill Bill Belichick really liked uh, Cam Newton enough to say, "We are not going to keep you. Why you should look for a place where you can maybe start. I think yeah. is what is what happened, but I don't know if there's anywhere except for the Texans where Cam Newton could come in and start
1: yeah, it's it's very it's an interesting situation. I know that he had to mispractice, and coincidentally, right before the last preseason game, he really or I think it was the second preseason game that he was out for uh because of those protocols. So it, it definitely gave way for Mac Jones to get all those first team reps and I mean look at it. look he took it and ran with it. So here he is a starter.
0: <laughs> and he I mean you're gonna always with Mac have the shadow of Brady. That's that sort of stinks about Mac. I think he can handle it. He's a Bama guy, so he had the shadow of you know, Hertz to a um so with Mac though you just the fans got to realize he's not Tom and maybe give him some time if he inevitably struggles uh this year.
1: Yeah, you you got to look at all these these rookie quarterbacks and realize that they're not going to be as good as Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers their first year it's got to take consistency with the coaching staff and at least a couple of years to, to really find that their groove and, and take the, the starting job and really make it their own. But, I mean, the fact that he, he was able to win the starting job through preseason um, definitely speaks to the, the potential that he holds. I mean, the first, the first game the Patriots have is against the Dolphins. We got two versus Mac Jones. It's going to be actually pretty exciting.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, and it's going to be a a good game itself. I think both teams are, are pretty good, um, roster wise, and <laughs> I guess it's going to come down. At least when that comes up, it'll come down to those quarterbacks. Um, another player, I don't know if you if you knew him. I mean, it's come from a Browns fan, uh, but I think another bigger player was Cadeiro Hodge. You probably saw him if you watched him. He scored the first touchdown uh, on the Falcons this this last preseason game. Uh, I think that was another pretty big uh, cut and he got picked up by the the Lions, which I think were the, was the fourth waiver claim. So he got picked pretty high in the in the waiver claims. Um so that's another player that came to mind that got cut. Honestly, there was a lot more like when I was reading up on players that could have been cut, there was a lot more bigger names that were like Malcolm Butler and um, other players that were, like, likely to get cut. And I didn't see, like, a huge name or anybody that I went, man. I mean, Cam Newton was one, but I at least understood uh, why he was cut. But there was, not, there was really not, like, any boneheaded cuts, I thought.
1: Yeah, I think overall the, the coaching staffs kind of kept everything pretty similar through their the rosters in the sense of, like, those guys who had been there through last year kind of, like, kept the team together. Um, but they, they, a lot of teams definitely cut some of their, their undrafted rookies um, that they signed on right after the draft to kind of compete in camp. Um, I feel like there's a lot. The, the one kind of position group that had the most cuts that were a little surprising was wide receiver. Like, as you mentioned, Hodge from the Browns and then Rashard Perryman from the Lions, who had a whole, yeah. whole bunch of potential. They, everybody thought that was a good fit. And look at him, he's out of, out of a, a job. And then John Brown, also uh from the Raiders, uh, they let him go, which nobody would have really thought that after being on that Buffalo team last year, but
0: oh yeah, well, I think he got. I, get th- a- I think I read that he asked to be released from, from yeah that.
1: so I mean, at the same time, he's still even whether he asked for it or not, he's part of the overall cuts
0: so, yeah. oh yeah, so.
1: Have to be a, a wide receiver when everybody can draft a younger guy, and as you saw with Justin Jefferson last year, I mean he can break out and, and get you 1,200 receiving yards. So I think a lot of teams are looking to go younger at wide receiver.
0: Yes, and well, what's crazy is wide receiver is, is sort of becoming more of the running back. They're not like they're not going to get like the huge paydays unless they are like. Unless they are a Julio Jones in his prime, Antonio Brown, I, 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 the way that it's it's starting to go, you can start getting them like running backs just later and later. Like a Ross St. Brown was a fourth or fifth round pick for the Lions. He's expected to have a pretty decent season. Um, I mean, you use more wide receivers than running backs, but I mean, they're starting to they're starting to come out like out of the woodwork where you can just get them. And uh and it's starting to show sort of with cuts I and mean, John Brown, uh Perriman. So it's it's kinda crazy seeing where like the NFL is, is going. And uh I mean
1: yeah. <laughs> younger as they say, like younger and faster. Uh, that's what they're looking yeah. for. And then you never know uh, which which wide receiver is gonna hit and be that guy. But I mean, typically, when you look at receivers who are drafted in the first round, they're not usually a bust. They usually are find themselves in, in getting a good role uh, on their team. So, we'll see. We'll see what what. I don't. I don't think next year we'll have quite as big of a receiver um, group. I think next year will be more defensive focused because with like those, I think there's five quarterbacks in this past draft. I don't think there'll be that many next year
0: uh i will, i will, i would have to look that up to be sure, but I just know it seems like it seems like later round is where you want to get a wide receiver now. it's not is i mean i think the one that comes to mind, like a pretty good wide receiver, maybe a slightly overrated a Juju Smith schuster didn't get like an enormous like any big payday, he got a one year deal to come back. It's, yeah. It's, and he's a younger guy. So,
1: yeah. He chose, he chose loyalty over money. Yeah. And, I mean, he could have been catching passes from Pat Mahomes. I mean, yeah. I would, I would definitely choose to, to catch passes from him. I mean, the, the data suggests if you're playing with the Chiefs, you're much higher chance to get to the Super Bowl than if you're with the Steelers. So, that's all I'm saying. I mean,
0: I, I think I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. So let's go to our next thing. I like... This is very interesting to me. Urban Meyer comments that he would... He did look at a, a player's vaccination status on, like, cut day. Like, that would, like, kind of play a role on if he would cut someone or not. And according to the NFL, that wasn't allowed. So um, what is Urban thinking?
1: I have no idea. I mean, I don't know if he was just speaking candidly and just was like, yeah, we considered that, or I didn't get to watch the video of that interview. Um, But Again, he's he's stepped into an entirely new role, something he's not used to, being an NFL coach, and I think that transition from college to the NFL, there's a lot more that you have to be careful in what you're saying, because you put the whole team under fire. Um, and something like that, I saw that it triggered an investigation by the NFLPA, the Players Association. So, I mean, I, I can't say that that was a, a great thing to, to tell the media because everybody's going to take it and run with it.
0: <laughs> well, and one of my favorite things I saw that that didn't make me laugh. I mean, people always wanted to call Urban urban liar. He's telling the truth on this one. So. So I think we're uh we're getting somewhere with him. The NFL's changed him a little bit.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely you, you have to wonder like, is that really ethical if you start looking at something like that when it again, not to just talk about the vaccine, but I believe it should be like a personal decision. Um, so it's it's hard to to kinda of choose people who personally made a decision. Um you wanna not look at them just for selfish reasons for the team. But, again, I'm sure there's a lot of teams that probably had that in mind when they were looking at the rosters. But uh, nobody came out and said it quite like Urban Meyer.
0: <laughs> That's the problem. You can do that, I guess. Like, why would you say it? <laughs> it's, right. It's, come on. So it was just a boneheaded move by... Rookie head coach, which he's not so much a rookie. I would Technically, he was a rookie NFL head coach. But how, how much, like, now that I'm thinking about it, how much do college head coaches really talk to the media? Because now, like, NFL head coaches, you talk pretty much every day to the media at some point.
1: Yeah, I think you have at least two media days a week just as the head coach in the NFL. But I'm not sure about college. You're more the, the college football guy than me. But
0: I don't I don't think I mean I just never remember er, like when Urban was head coach him being interviewed so much. I I seriously I don't think he's he's used to it, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Probably dead wrong on that. Um so I I won't speculate. I won't I won't put some reckless speculation out there yet. Because after this break, we will put some reckless speculation out in some <laughs> hot, fiery Layman hot, whoever what you have chorizo. I don't know. Uh, hot takes for the 2021 season. You do not want to miss this. Welcome back, everybody. We have hot takes, reckless speculation, whatever you want to call it. We are we are here and we're ready to put out. Maybe at least on my side, maybe some of the dumbest, dumbest uh, takes out there. So uh, it's gonna be fun because I I have an idea just that just legit popped in my head. We go back over our reckless our reckless speculation or whatever we're gonna call it, hot takes at the end of the year or maybe even mid year because I'm sure we'll both be wrong on many things by that point. Um, so we will, get, we, will, we will come back to these, we promise. Uh, so we're going to start off with the NFC North. What you got here?
1: Well, um, I, think, I think we definitely should review these mid-year and then maybe have some second half of the season um, takes as well. But, I mean, this is honestly some of the, the best part about being a sports fan is you get to just state your opinion on what you think might be a, a crazy thing to happen for each of oh, yeah. these divisions. So um for me I would say like starting with the NFC North. The everybody is aware that Justin Fields landed with the Bears. Um the Bears coaching staff are gonna Andy Dalton's the, the starter come week one. Let me tell you, I don't think that'll last very long. Um my oh. hot take is, is Justin Fields will start sooner than we think and honestly I think he'll run away with the job similar to how Mac Jones has done it. Uh, with the Patriots. But, I mean, you obviously know that Belichick is a different kind of coach. So he's not afraid to make a bold move like he did this week by naming Mac Jones the starter over there in Boston. But I think Fields will will definitely outperform expectations, and I also think that the Packers will get less than 10 wins this year.
0: Oh, man. Man, I... I was with you on the Justin Fields. I don't know. Maybe the pack. Oh man. Um. I mean, I want to go fiery. I want to go right off the bat, fiery. I think I think Jared Goff has a has a fairly good. I'm a little. I'm a little worried saying putting that out there. Like I almost want to take those words back. Looking at the that wide receiver core he currently possesses, but I think Jared Goff proves proves some doubters wrong. And the problem is the Lions aren't a very great team. I think proving the doubters wrong for Jared Goff with a rookie head coach and all that would be getting would be getting seven or eight wins. So I'm gonna predict that for the Lions because their O line is not that bad. I'm I'm impressed with the O line. I like DeAndre Swift. I'm gonna go that the Lions are decent, which should should be a fiery hot take because.
1: I th- I've i seen a lot of people put them very low. Yeah, I mean, granted, they do have a new head coach. They're starting over, basically. I mean, the coach signed a deal for, I think it was seven years. So, I mean, they they know they're in it for the long haul to, to try to build a championship team. But I think that, ultimately, they... I, I kind of agree with you there on that take. I think the NFC North will surprise people. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, with all that drama, all the offseason... I don't think that that does well for anything with, related to team chemistry. I mean, your quarterback, the leader of your team, is not practicing with you. I think that that is evident, at least at the beginning of the year. But yeah. I, that's why I think that they, they might have less than 10 wins. But, I mean, look at it. They've had 13 wins the last two years, and there's 17 games this year. So that's, I guess, predicting them to get under 10 wins is, is a hot take. But we'll see.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'll put that in a... You know, I think this would be pretty cool, too. This could be super quick for each of them. I think we should predict just the order, just off the cuff, the order we think that they're going to finish in. Uh, and the NFC North is kind of hard. <laughs> now that I'm looking at it, oh my gosh. Um, I'm just going to quickly spout off. I think I'll, I'll go Green Bay number one. I'll go Chicago two. Justin Fields, I'm going to piggyback on you. I think Justin Fields help him, helps him out there. I'll go Lions 3 and Vikings 4.
1: Man, I, I'm not going to just say I'm, I'm agreeing with you because I do agree with you, but I really do think that that's the, that's the same order I just came up with too. I think that Minnesota is just going to flop, and we might see Kellen Mond playing in December instead of Kirk Cousins, but we shall see. That now
0: that could be a hot that could be considered another hot take. Wow. Man. And then we go we go from a mediocre conference right to the pits. Not Kyle, but NFC East. Ooh. <laughs> man.
1: Love the pun there, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, looking at this division, it is I don't even I don't even know if I have a hot take. Because this is brutally bad. I mean, I guess I'm gonna go with hot take of Washington wants to win this division. My my hot take is that they gotta they gotta pick up Cam Newton. They gotta pick up. They gotta get some. They gotta get some spark. I mean, you got Fitz Magic. But you get spark. You get you get some flashiness with Cam Newton. And Cam Newton leads them to win this division because that defense is also terrifying. Great defense in Washington. So, gotta. I'm, I'm hot, hot take is that they pick up Cam Newton and win the division in a runaway.
1: Man, I, I have to say, I just read something today that Ron Rivera had said to the media that they saw Cam Newton was available and that that was interesting, but I think he said that they're going to stick with who they have, so your hot take, well, hot take midnight, it's kind of need a hot cool take now.
0: Yeah, I can change it a little bit. Hot take, after four weeks, they're one and three with Ryan Fitzmagic. They go out, pick up Cam Newton, come back, win the division. There, there you, you go. go. There we
1: go. (laughs) That adds a little bit more more excitement to it. (laughs) I also think that the hot takes is anybody can win this division. (laughs) You just look at all the teams, they all have a quarterback that's at least got two years of experience. And. They, two or three of them have pretty good defenses. I, I, let me tell you now, I'm, I'm not thinking that the Cowboys' defense will improve because they got Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator. And let's just say, from personal experience over the last five years, his defenses are bottom three every year. So um, I don't think that their defense will be improving, although they did draft the, that middle linebacker from Penn State. Yes. Um, couple months ago and Michael Parsons he looks he looks really good um, from some of the clips from hard knocks and everything so oh dude yeah Um, I think I guess I I had my hot take is as Washington ends up winning the division uh, by a landslide but I I also think that Daniel Jones might surprise people this year and I I think my hot take is he throws 4,500 yards um, with that Giants offense now that I would
0: give you that one on a hot take level, my gosh, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't think I can go with you on that one. I'll let you have that one. And, uh, I guess I'll, I'm going to predict this order. I think this one's easy in my eyes. I think it's Washington one, Dallas
1: two, Giants three, and Eagles four. Well, I think we definitely have have different thoughts in our order how the division will play out. But I think, I mean, to go with my hot take, I'd say Washington wins it, but I think in my gut, I think Dallas ends up winning the division this year and goes to the playoffs. Um, So I think it'll be Dallas, and then it'll be a tie between Washington and the Giants, and then, of course, with the Eagles, maybe one game behind. Still keeping it close at the end of the year, so.
0: I don't know. I, I... Maybe maybe it's just me. I'm not a believer in Jalen, and especially that O-line they got. Whew! A little nervous for him. A little nervous because I like like some Jalen Hurts. So let's go to the NFC South. I'm already feeling I know where the hot take will be brewing, so I will go... I will go to the Saints route and say that Jameis... Here we go. Hot... Fire, Jameis Winston, MVP, candidate, easy. I think he's going to be in Fuego this year. He's looking mighty fine with Marquez Callaway.
1: Yeah, I mean, in that preseason game, they had 100 yards and two touchdowns, and they look like they're definitely having fun out there just between the two of them. I mean, Winston, he had 5,000 passing yards only like two years ago. So I mean, he's, exactly. he's got the juice, but I think I think the NFC South will have the most teams in the playoff this year. That's my hot take. So of course the Bucks definitely make the playoffs. I mean Tom Brady, he's never missed the playoffs if he's played the full season. So I think the I, I do think that the to pass into the the kind of division order at the end of the year, I think the Bucs again, win the division, but I think that the Falcons and Saints are not too far behind. I think the Falcons end up getting second place um, in the division, followed by the Saints, and then, of course, the Panthers, which, what are the Panthers doing? We don't know. I mean, they're just going after Sam Darnold, and I mean, he looked good in the preseason, and Joe Brady is an offensive mastermind as, as the coordinator for the team, so I do think that, that Darnold is going to be my, my one breakout player for this year. Um, I think that he'll finally show that he was the, the quarterback, second quarterback selected in that draft um, in 27, or 28, 2016. I think it was. 18, um, yeah. I, I think that he finally shows what he's really capable of because he has a, a decent offensive coordinator. And I mean, look, he's got Christian McCaffrey. It's like Christian McCaffrey, what happened to him? He's a ghost, but he's going to come back this year and remind people that he had the 1,000 a 1,000 yard season, the double. 1, 000, I guess 2,000-yard season, total yards. <laughs> Get a little tongue-twisted oh, there. <laughs> man.
0: I'm, I'm going to have to go a little disagreeance. I'm going to have to go Buccaneers 1, Saints 2, because my MVP, Jameis, is going to keep up. Falcons at a close 3. Yeah, I'm going to have to keep Panthers a 4. They just don't have enough talent yet to, to really challenge. And, uh, you know... Do really anything in that division it's going to be a, it's, it is going to be a tougher division that uh, they are in. so let's go to what I think is the toughest division in the NFL the NFC West this division is just it's loaded with quarterbacks and it's loaded just straight up with talent. this is this is where I think three playoff teams are going to come from. 'Cause you got the Cardinals. If I had to guess, it, would, it this isn't even a part of my hot take. This is this is hard. Probably be Rams, Friday Ny Seahawks. Man. This this is gonna be a tough one to pick the 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 order, but my hot take here we go, here we go. Hot take is Matt Stafford not gonna work out like fully planned in in LA. I think he he's getting super overhyped out there and i think he's he's taken some damage from detroit he's been hit a lot and i think he's he's not he doesn't have it he won't have it this year and it's gonna be super surprising so that's i mean that's a fiery take
1: i'm I'm, on i'm on the complete other side of that um i have my my take is that stafford's gonna lead the league in passing yards Um, the guy is sure he's been hit a ton in Detroit and they never really built a proper offense around him. But I mean, he's playing with Sean McVay. I mean, imagine the type of throws that he can get Stafford to throw and, and create that space with the wide receivers. Cooper cup and Robert Woods are just, they're quick. So, I mean, they can get that separation from the defender. And I mean, Matt Stafford can sling it. He averaged like 300 yards a game. Um, up, up until, I think it was like week eight that he got injured last year. Um, he was on pace to, to throw for the most yards he ever has in a season. So I, I think that he's going to really like the fit and to like the change of scenery. But, I mean, that, that's what I'm guessing.
0: <laughs> What's going to be great is when we're both wrong and he's somewhere in the middle. <laughs>
1: I mean, according I to...
0: to right. I, I, would just, I just want one of us to be right on this
1: yeah the 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 reality is he's generally based on his statistics over the last couple of years he he ends up according to like pff grades and as well as just overall stats for the season he ends up being between 12 and 15 quarterback number 12 and 15 in the league so i mean he's he's about as average as you can get but he has the potential to have those games where he throws for 400 yards and I mean, if imagine if he if LA would have been able to get one of those receivers on the market, imagine um, if they end up getting Julio. I mean, they didn't have any draft picks for the next three years, but or first round draft picks, so they could get Julio for that. But I'm, first I'm excited. Off, I,
0: love, I love the name drop of the PFF. I wonder who like part time works there. It's that's like who does that. It's like what, um, <laughs> and. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at uh, the rest of this division. I can also see as a hot take, the Cardinals just straight flopping, even though they have Kyler, because Cliff Kingsbury is... I don't see him being... He was never very good at Texas Tech. I don't know how he got an NFL job. So um, I can maybe (laughs) make that my hot take, too, that Cliff Kingsbury just makes the Cardinals either really super average or just not very good like a five-win team
1: i i look at it it's funny you mentioned the cardinals because i was thinking in my mind i think they're going to be better i don't think kyler murray is going to have quite the rise to fame like josh allen did last year in his year three but i think having a full off season with deandre hopkins is going to show um the the roster they built they got jj Watt. i mean anytime you can get somebody on the defensive line who's consistent like he is that that does wonders for your overall defense um i think the cardinals will will do really well and and to piggyback on my my take on stafford for this year i think something wild and crazy is is the seahawks end up missing the playoffs um i think this year it finally is the perfect storm where they they don't make the playoffs the coach Coaching staff needs a change at this point. Pete Carroll, I think, is overstayed. Um, and sure, they make the playoffs. Sure, they're competitive every year. I don't know if it was totally true or not, but Russell Wilson, I, I don't. There was smoke there, so there was something that he doesn't want to be there, or he wants something to change. And I think that it's a big deal when he goes to it, it, A story breaks like that. I mean, this was the off season for quarterbacks to want to try to move. To different teams or at least mention that they want to but i think seattle ends up with a losing record this year for the first time in a while and i think that that ends up to a divorce with pete carroll and russell wilson at the end of the year
0: oh man man oh man i think it's great we're total opposite on this so one of us is probably bound to be right on uh some of these uh so I'm going to predict the standings. Man, this is tough. I'm going to go LA 1, San Francisco 2, Seattle 3, and the Cardinals 4.
1: I have the Cardinals first. I have the LA Rams, number 2. Right on their heels is the 49ers, because I think the 49ers are just going to have a pretty mediocre year because they can't figure out which quarterback they want to start. And I think that that will influence the kind of momentum they can have. So I have them as number three, and then I have the Seahawks, of course, ending up at the bottom of the division for the first time in a while. <laughs>
0: it's also pretty pretty different, so we'll, we'll see who's about right on that. So we are now going to the AFC North um, Man, hot take, hot take, hot take. I mean, I think my biggest hot take is Steelers are garbage this year. I'm, I'm just, I this it's just easily what I like first think when I look at this division. I think Steelers plunge. I think they're just not. I Roethlisberger looked fine in preseason, but that was never the problem last year. At the beginning of the year, he looked okay but like just even a couple games in it just his arm looked like jello cuz he's not he's not that young of a guy and he hasn't taken his body has not taken care of his body as well as a brady um so i think that's my my big hot take pittsburgh last pretty easily
1: well i think i think the opposite um i think the steelers Maintain their hold as the number one in the division, um, oh, and that, I, that is a hot take. I think that they—they they hold on to the title in, in part to Najee Harris. I think Harris will lead the league in rushing up until the final weeks of the season. Uh, so I think he'll finish top three in rushing yards for the year. Because uh, I mean, look at it. Like you just said, Roethlisberger not this spry young guy. He used to be, he could still throw the ball though. Uh, as evidence in the playoff game last year, threw for over 500 yards against the Brands. I mean, they were down three touchdowns the whole game anyway, but 500 yards is a lot of yards. <laughs> so I think that the Steelers maintain the number one spot in the division, go to the playoffs, and get a first-round exit just like they did last year. But I think they win the division, and I think that the, the Bengals, I don't think that the Bengals are doing anything exciting this year. But I think that they have a. My hot take is they end up somehow getting Joe Brady to be on their coaching staff after the I season.
0: I think they should just they should just pull the trigger and make him a head coach. Honestly, Joe Brady is super super good, and he's, I wouldn't even say it's underrated. I think people have realized he is really good as a coach.
1: Yeah, I mean he he's definitely earned the respect from people. He was a finalist for the Falcons head coach job because he had ties to um, Terry Fontenot um, from from his time in in Louisiana with LSU. Um, So he he knew Terry through that. So I think they ultimately went with Arthur Smith for other reasons. But I think Joe Brady and... um, Drawing a blank on the quarterback's name for the Bengals all of a sudden. Joe Burrow. I was gonna say Joe Harris, but that's a guy on the Brooklyn Nets. But Nets. <laughs> um, I think I think Joe Burrow and and Joe Brady together is definitely gonna be a matchup that will be a reality sooner than later. I, I guess not really a, a season seasonal take because that would be bringing them back the season. together. Yeah, Wearing I mean the it'd, it'd be after the season, so that's my my eventual. I guess that's the 2022 take for the Bengals, but. I, I think that the the Ravens, um, I think that the Ravens passing offense will be more productive than their rushing offense this year. Uh, so that's that's my take.
0: I don't know if I can if I can get with you on the on that Ravens one either. They their wide receivers are out. Like Bateman's out. I just saw which is going to be their number one. I saw their other wide receiver just got hurt. Uh, look at that. Just flew out of my head too. No, I. And the Steelers is a
1: Weekend, I think is who you're thinking about. out, yeah.
0: But he yeah, he's not, I guess, as high. Um but the problem with the Steelers, that O line also is is uh kind of kind of scaring me. That's why I'm nervous about Naj, Najee, because that O line does not give me a super amount of hope that he can run behind it. And so I don't again we're we're semi opposite here. We're gonna, we, but I'm gonna agree with you on the Bengals one. I think that'd be best case for the Bengals fans itself is if they can get Zach Taylor out of there because he is he's, he's not proven that he's very good.
1: Mm-mm. He's been uh, good to get them a quarterback of the future, but and a wide receiver of the future. But I mean, maybe that was I don't know point.
0: even about that. Jamar Chase is, is also kind of scaring some Bengal fans. He's he hadn't he's been great like, to catch the ball.
1: He hadn't played since they won the championship, because if you remember, he opted out yeah, due to COVID yeah. last year, so he's he's pretty rusty.
0: I guess. He's better figure it out quick, because the season is quickly approaching, and he's nowhere to be found at this point. So if I'm going to predict, and this is, this is no homerism here, I'm going to go Browns 1, Ravens <laughs> 2, Bengals 3, Steelers 4.
1: Oh, I got Kind of similar. I just have Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Baltimore, and then Cincinnati at the bottom again. But I don't know. I just have a feeling that there might be one more year to Pittsburgh training, and then that's it. I do think that the Browns and the Steelers will split the regular season matchups, though. I don't think that they'll get swept this year.
0: Yep, going to be some fun games there. So let's head then a little bit east to the AFC East. This is also, this is going to be kind of a dogfight division here. Um, I think, I don't even want to make this hot take because I want my prediction of of uh, where everybody's going to stand. A hot take I, I almost want to say is that the Patriots win this division, uh, because of that defense and just good enough play from Mac Jones, but I don't, I I don't think I'm ready to go that hot tonight. I just I I think I'm cooling down a little bit on that because that is that would be a tough tough thing to say. What, what do you what do you sort of have, and I'll, I'll I'll think of my hot take.
1: I, I I definitely agree with you there. We haven't seen Mac Jones play a starting defense for more than a quarter, so. I think before everybody tries to crown him the next Tom Brady, they got to see what he's going to look like against Xavier and Howard for four straight quarters and Byron Jones on the other side of, of Howard. So um, I think, speaking of the Dolphins, I believe that the Dolphins are going to have the most wins in this division. Um, I think it's, it's year two of Tua. Um, to put it simply, year two of Tua. Um, <laughs> I think I think that's gonna be big for their offense. They added more weapons for for him on the offense. Will Fuller's out for the first month, but as you saw last year with Deshaun Watson, Fuller was running all over the field, especially on that Thanksgiving game. Um, <clears throat> which is right before we found out he was gonna be suspended for a couple games this year. But I think I think the Dolphins have the best record and I also think that the Jets will sweep the Patriots, uh, in their two games this year. I think Zach Wilson proves that he's worthy of the number two pick and beats their rivals that they constantly lose to.
0: I don't I just don't know I'm trying to think of a hot take here. Maybe maybe my hot take is that the Dolphins flounder (laughs) that's I think that's a good uh that's good uh Joke right there, flounder fish. Um, I think that I, I, I'm just gonna. I don't even know if I want to believe this because I feel like this is a cut and dried division in my eyes. But I'll go that Tua just tanks, tanks the Dolphins that he <laughs> he just is like he was last year, and they don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick to clean up his mess. So I'm gonna go that Tua Tua tanks, and that Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson looks looks like the franchise, but you're gonna you're gonna see why they're still gonna lose because maybe Zach Wilson and maybe Makai Becton, but Elijah Vere Tucker. But then, but after that, wide receiver core is a little a little messy. So I think Zach will do his best, but I think he's gonna prove that he's he's better than he would than. what i thought i think he's gonna prove something so i'm gonna i'm gonna say that for zach wilson um but i mean to me it's it's so cut and dry even though i had those hot takes i'm gonna go bills dolphins patriots jets it's just it feels like it's gonna be that if there's any disparity it may be like bills patriots dolphins jets but i think bills like josh allen it, it wouldn't even be a hot take to say Josh Allen's MVP this year. He's, he, was, he was very good last year, and he just got his huge extension. It, just, it wouldn't even be a hot take to say that.
1: But, uh, yeah. I mean, they kept his offensive coordinator, and I, I would yeah. say my, my favorite thing to say about the NFL is consistency. If you can keep your, your successful staff together for back-to-back or even three seasons in a row, like, you're going to yeah. find the most success. Uh look at the Chiefs. I mean, unfortunately nobody gets their coaches. They the Chiefs would rather stay those the coaching staff has stayed together for since Pat Mahomes emerged as the best quarterback in the league. Nobody leaves their coaching staff and that shows that their offense and the continuity from year to year is just unbelievable. So if the Bills are trying to replicate that and you saw how close the Bills came to beating the Chiefs last year, I think that Statistically, he might decline a little bit in how many touchdowns he had because usually you don't have a constant year-over-year um, increase. At, eventually, it's going to decrease in, in your stats. So I, I think you're right And, and the cut-and-dry aspect is the Bills are easily the top dog in this division. But I have the Dolphins to go along with my hot take of the Dolphins having the best record. Um, I have the Dolphins 1, Bills 2. Uh, Patriots three
0: and, and the Jets four. All right. All right. I like it. Um, and now we go to a, I want to say this is a pretty pitiful division. I don't, this is, this is going to be, I don't even think this is a hot take. I think, I think one playoff team gets in and it's going to be maybe like, division a winner, man, my winner would, Oh Man. This is tough. I guess I'll go to the Titans. I'm so unsure about that because I think the Colts it's not gonna be the Texans or the Jaguars. I'm between Colts and Titans. The Texans are gonna be last, Jaguars will be third, and you just have the Colts and Titans that'll be gonna, who's gonna maybe get a winning record. Dog fight. I don't think I mean maybe neither of them do. And I mean, one of them really has had to win.
1: the gotta win. Yeah, huh? Houston and Jacksonville are not winning this division this year. No,
0: no they so are not.
1: It's a 50-50 no, between Indy and, and Tennessee. And uh, depending on if Wentz does have a really good offensive line, which barring any more injuries to the Colts' offensive line, he um, it might it might definitely win in that that starting role because the Titans have to adjust with, with that new offensive coordinator with Arthur Smith leaving. Um, but I think ultimately they'll, they'll still be good. They've got Derrick Henry, and they have Julio Jones now. So, yeah, um, yeah. I, th- I think for my hot take for this division is I think the Titans will be the first team to have two 1,000-yard receivers and a 1,000-yard rusher um, Whoa, and Derrick yeah. Henry, so the, the 3,000 club. I
0: don't know if that's what it's called, but I've never heard that. So I guess I, I'll take your word, the 3,000 club here.
1: I mean, I I meant I intended to look it up, uh, see if there was any kind of history with that of of teams having two thousand yard receivers and a an thousand yard rusher, but I don't know. I just decided to call it the the three K club. I think I'm, I like I'm gonna leave it at that. I like
0: it. This isn't a hot take, but I'll just go ahead and say I'm gonna say Texans win zero. Yes, zero games this year. They are so bad. I mean, the only team I could see them picking off here is the Jags. They, uh, man, Texans are just, they're a clown show also, but they're just also got a lot of bad talent. And a lot of it is a lot of former Browns, and it's a lot of the bad (laughs) Reds talent, so. Spoken like a true fan.
1: (laughs) Spoken like a true fan. You know that they're not the best Browns players. I can already tell you the Browns were, <laughs> I watched the
0: Owen 16. I watched it and I, yes, I just, Oh, that was a rough year. And I think the Texans are going to have that too, but that's not really my hot take. I mean, hot take. Ooh, hot take is that Carson Wentz comes back and he looks, he looks like he did not quite to the extent of MVP, caliber, like 2017, but I think Carson Wentz could, could really spout off a little if he if he plays this whole year. I I've read stuff where he could be back for week one, um, but having having his Frank Reich back and having some weapons around him, Quinn Nelson will be back sooner rather than super later. I'm gonna I'm gonna and piggybacking off of that because I am going to be a little different than you. I'm gonna go Colts one because of. Carson Wentz, Titans a close second, I'll admit, and then Jags, Texans, because those two are I I almost wanted a hot take and say the Jags would be under the Texans, but man, the Texans are so bad. I I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah, I mean I I have basically the same lineup, but to go with my my take that the Titans offense is gonna be a juggernaut. Um I have the Titans one Indy, two Jacksonville, then Houston. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a, a pretty good year uh, all throughout college. He wasn't the most uh, full stat guy for for the entire country. He was always in the top five, and like yeah. his yards per attempt, and of course like his yards in general, as well as touchdowns. So I think he'll be right in the middle of the pack, um, but. I, I do. Would think- it be a
0: hot take for me to say for me to say that I don't think Trevor Lawrence will even be in like contention for the rookie of the year? That that could be a hot take right there. I, I mean I believe it. That that is such a that's also a clown show down there with what's going on with Urban and all that. Um that I'm I'm just gonna say I don't think Trevor Lawrence even in consideration which I guess usually, like, considerations, like, top five. I don't think he's even top five for Rookie of the Year this
1: year. Man, that, that would be pretty hot because everybody thinks that he's going to be, it'll be him and Zach Wilson. Um, some other podcasts that I listen to, they always say, like, oh, a, a dark horse for Rookie of the Year is Justin Fields. And I mean, I would say a dark horse now is Mac Jones, if he's going to be starting yeah. all these games. Uh, I think that he might have a chance, but you always got to look at at quarterbacks usually win it because they're the most important player on the field. So to say that the number one overall pick does not perform to the extent that people want to vote
0: him. I wouldn't even put it on him. That team is... like You got got the wide receivers, but the O-line is really bad. Robinson's... He's pretty good, but you lost ETN. So I wouldn't... But... I wouldn't even put it on the players. I think the coaching is just not is gonna expose a lot of things. Uh, as Urban doesn't have doesn't have like Dwayne Haskins, uh there's a lot, of, he doesn't have Garrett Wilson, he doesn't have he doesn't have he
1: doesn't, he doesn't have Tim about, Tebow.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have Tim Tebow anymore. I Maybe mean, that, that's what we should have talked about in the biggest cuts.
1: Man. Yeah, he does he does make it. He didn't even make it to the third preseason game.
0: He got cut after the Browns won. <laughs> uh, so,
1: I, th- I do agree with you there. It's it's the coaching staff that can prohibit some of these athletes from, from reaching their full potential. And right. I mean, it's hard to make a personnel decision like that. Like, it really is hard for for management of these NFL teams to to look at their coaching staff and say like, look. I don't think we're going anywhere with you guys. We gave you a second chance, uh, and then they wait too long, and then their window of opportunity is closed. I look at that, of course, with the Falcons making the Super Bowl in 2016. Like, you, you reached the pinnacle. You got there, but the coaching failed you, and then you just wanted to keep living on that dream, and you kept the, the coaching staff a little too long, and now we're kind of in this, like, limbo um, I think some other teams like that, like the Seahawks, they kept their coaching staff too long. Um, it just It's time to start a change because it takes some time to, to rebuild an organization. Um, and if you are starting a rebuild and you have the wrong coaches, that's another two, three years where you're kind of just in the middle of the pack. You're not really improving too much. So I think that the Bengals are in that boat right now, which is why I think both of us agree that – they need a new offensive minded coach aka joe brady <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah they need a cup of joe
0: oh yeah uh, and let's go um the final division in in our little hot takes uh, area and go the afc west which i i i almost want to do it I can't do it. I can't I can't possibly say. But you know what? Just for this pod, I'm going to say A wins the division off of Justin Herbert throwing 40 touchdowns this year. And they show up. It's it's straight hot take. It's it's got to it's got to happen on the last on the last division.
1: Do you think Herbert is going to be I think even Herbert's. It. You
0: too? I think he's gonna be. Oh well, eight touchdowns after your eight, eight touchdowns more, and that's going. That's kind of low it, honestly. Just a little bit because he had thirty one or two this past year. I think, and he has an extra game. I think is not even close to out of the realm for for Herbert.
1: Yeah, I can see it. He's got he's got Eckler back. That's part of my my prediction for the the team this year is Austin Eckler, the running back for the. Chargers is gonna have the most all purpose yards for the season. I think that if you think if you look at Alvin Kamara and what he did last year, I think that will be Austin Eckler this year. I
0: like that. And then I also maybe this isn't fully a hot take, but I think Raiders plummet. (laughs) Too many bad draft picks. (laughs) Let's
1: just say that's really not a hot take anymore. It's kind yeah. of expected. They've been, yeah. I think they've been, what, seven and nine the last two years? So, That's they're going to get a new coach at the end of the season too. I unless so. they, they end up getting Aaron Rodgers in some crazy situation um, or they get Devontae Adams because, you know, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams played together at of State in college. Oh, yeah. So, and Adams said he's been kind of open to, he wouldn't, he wouldn't hate the idea. I think Carr was the one who actually told the media, like, yeah, I'd love it to play with him again. Um, but there's so many dominoes that could fall that would make the Raiders suddenly more intriguing, but that doesn't happen during the season. So I agree with you. I think they're at the bottom.
0: Well, which is kind of crazy to say, cause Broncos have a little quarterback issue, but at least with Teddy, he's around Jerry Judy, Portland Sutton, uh, Tim Patrick, K.J. Hamler They've, and,
1: uh, they've really that. set their roster up to have somebody like Teddy Ridgewater being quarterback who's not known for taking those risks of throwing downfield all of their wide receiving core has the, the yak ability, that yards after catch um, I, I really think Judy's going to be everybody thinks he'll break out this year and I, I think Courtland Sutton being back, a lot of people have forgot how good he is uh, he's a massive yeah. dude. He's six foot five. Um, similar, similar build to Megatron. So, it's, I think that the Broncos' offense will be all right. But I do think that they still aren't good enough to to displace the Chiefs. I think they they have the chance to beat the Chiefs. But I mean, the Chiefs are going to win the division again. That's the safest bet you could ever make <laughs> with that team. Yeah. With yeah, the NFL, probably. At least.
0: I gotta I gotta I gotta fire it up before we before we uh, go so um so I guess I'll just go with my uh, with my standings and do I really think this is gonna happen? Probably not, but just for fun, we'll go Chargers one, Chiefs two, close two, um, and then go Broncos Raiders.
1: Well, I'm going safer. I've got Casey then the Chargers, then Denver and then Las Vegas.
0: <laughs> well, I think I have uh, one more one more little game for us uh, before we head out, and that is going to be what is our AFC and NFC championship and then Super Bowl teams, and then winner that, then we'll head out. so I guess I'll go go ahead first because i I thought of it. I'm gonna go that it's going to be a Browns Chiefs. FC championship game. It's gonna be it's gonna be a rematch of the divisional round. And on the NFC side, I'm going to go. I gotta I gotta think a second. I'm going to go Buccaneers. Man, what team could really could really come up and oh, man, this is tough. I'm gonna go. The, I'm gonna go uh, Buccaneers and I'll go Rams. Buccaneers and Rams. And wow. maybe we can piggyback off the off the fire hot take. I'll go. And this really isn't homerism. I, I I apologize to all the to all the listeners to the many many listeners. Um, I'll go Browns Bucks, but I have. Man, I have to go, have to go the Buccaneers again because I've taken my team too far. But in reality, I probably think it's another rematch. It's both teams are just so good. Chiefs and Buccaneers are are so good. It's 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 almost unfair how good how good they are. And it's probably going to be a rematch if I'm being honest. But just for fun, I'll go Browns Buccaneers with a with a Buccaneers win. But you know what? Yeah, no, no, no. I, no, because I love my team so much, I'm gonna go Browns with the Super Bowl. You know what? It's my, my show. Team. I'll go Browns Super Bowl. Why not? Because it's my show. I like I like to have some fun.
1: Well, I'm gonna take the a different approach and not pick my team to win the Super Bowl just in case I jinx it. So <laughs> whatever. Um, we'll take we'll take a look at that in February next year. But
0: <laughs> Man, um, Browns didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs>
1: You said it on your own podcast, not me. <laughs> um, uh. I think, taking a look, I mean, this is this is just off the top of my head. Um, I think in the AFC Championship will have the Bills versus Chiefs, same ones okay. last year. Um, I feel like, generally speaking, in the NFL playoffs, the, the teams that are the one and two seed always end up being the one and two seed. Uh, regularly if the quarterback's good. I mean, look at Tim number he was, he was one or two seed every year uh, throughout the playoffs. So he was guaranteed to be in the AFC championship. So I think the Chiefs are guaranteed to be in, in that championship. Um, but I have the Bills versus Chiefs in that championship over in the NFC. Um, I think as much as I don't want this to happen, I think it'll still be Bucks versus Green Bay. Again, a rematch from last year. Um, I and I think that Tom Brady will get back to the Super Bowl, but I think Josh Allen and the Bills end up winning it all. So I don't oh, feel man. don't feel super confident in that, but um, that's what yeah. I'm going with.
0: I like it. I like it a lot. So that has been this. <laughs> man, it's late. It's 1030. I'm an old man. I work. It that the, man, this has been man. I really need to end this. This has been the Rumble podcast. Thanks again to Josh for being a great co host and getting you know, getting on here with even with a little one, uh, a very important little one at his house. Um, and we will see you again next week just before yeah, right. like i'm thinking i'm thinking just before the buccaneers play the cowboys so i mean see y'all next week yes
1: we'll definitely review what, what the bucks and cowboys are going to do on thursday night we'll see oh, if we, yeah, can, we can predict was- anything good with that
0: <laughs> i will see you with, with that next week and we'll we'll catch y'all next week
1: thanks everybody